0: Welcome to the monthly SkillBytes show, where we share information that is geared to helping you succeed in your business. This is Judy Weintraub, CEO of SkillBytes and host of this show. If you want to position yourself as an expert, one of the best ways to do that is to become a published author. SkillBytes' author platform provides the easiest way to get a book written and published. Today, I am delighted to have with me Tyrone Robinson. Tyrone is the owner of Opportunities to Serve, a business and IT consulting firm, and he's also the author of the book, The Light Within Us All, Life Lessons Through Self-Discovery. Tyrone is a highly sought after speaker and passionate business consultant with over 15 years of experience in developing, managing, and leading successful programs, organizations, and small businesses. Tyrone, welcome to the Skillbite Show.
1: Thanks for having me, Judy.
0: So tell me a little bit about how you got involved in opportunities to serve and uh, how you became a business and IT consultant. It's
1: a very long story, um, but the short version uh, Many years ago, I helped a business owner who was in the leadership development and executive coaching industry triple her business in the first year of working with her prior to uh, leaving the mental health industry. Um so as I left or made a transition from one industry to the next, uh, having that one use case was pretty powerful. Um, it allowed me to grow my business from PA to Australia and back working with business owners like her, helping them get out of their business so that they can actually do more business uh, and scale their business. So back then, my focus um, is similar to what it is today, uh, which is on a company's people, processing systems and technology. Um, and I'm always looking to optimize efficiency, productivity, people, et cetera. So it's been the same uh, race for the past 10 years.
0: Wow, that's great. And have you had similar success with your other clients that you've been able to triple their businesses as well?
1: Sure. I mean, I guess a use case that I, I've been able to acquire actual financial data. Um, recently, um, there was a company I helped create a strategy that enabled them to grow 108% for three consecutive years, um, which was pretty cool. So mm-hmm. they call my strategy, the Bible, uh, others just may call it a strategy, but it is tried and true.
0: Very good. And so how do you do that? What's your process
1: My process really involves uh, figuring out elements of differentiation for the most part. Uh, So I'm looking to create new or uncontested market space generally, um, and just taking the opportunity to really comb those things out in terms of what we need to do or focus on or create or reduce in some cases to be able to create those opportunities.
0: Okay, interesting. Now, I know that technology has been a big issue for businesses for many years. Can you talk about uh, maybe some examples of how businesses have had to adapt to technology recently?
1: Sure, so I guess I'll start with COVID, right? Where Mm -hmm. it seems like many people discovered Zoom, although Zoom and its alternatives existed and predated COVID, right? So um, to your question, I think COVID really kind of exacerbated this this intense look at technology. And I think there's some goods and there's some bads, obviously. Um, but examples would be, I guess obvious would be remote work or hybrid work, right? Um, being able to give Companies and their people, uh, the tools like video conferencing, collaboration software, cloud based tools that enabled them to work from anywhere was really big. Um, I think during COVID, what became pretty big was cybersecurity, right? I think every other week you heard about possible cyber threats, ransomware, phishing attacks, right? Uh, I don't think I was the only one. So many companies realized they had to set up their cybersecurity measures and put things in place like firewalls, encryption, multi-factor authentication, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I think after COVID, digital transformation was the phrase that most companies um, were either thinking about or actually using, right? And digital transformation is just a process that involves using advanced technologies like cloud computing and artificial intelligence to change the way businesses operate. So we're just talking about efficiency, effectiveness, improved customer experiences, and so on.
0: Right, right. And with so many people now relying on the technology so many companies, um there's bound to be some pretty big issues. What are some of the issues that you've seen because of all this now heavy reliance on technology, whether it's cloud-based or uh
1: whatever? Well, like anything, right? Poor decision making happens with an evolving landscape, right? So I think that's a big thing and poor decision making equals fear at the end of the day and then that also equals reluctance so then companies stop or fail to continue to make progress in these ways when you really don't have a choice right the longer you uh hide or run away from it the more you're putting yourself and your business and your people at risk you know in all honesty so you know outside of, of that, I think drawbacks would also include, um, I guess, from the remote hybrid work scenario we just mentioned, reduced human interaction in some cases. Um, some people report burnout with technology, either learning how to use it or being encouraged to use it too much to be able to make up for some other areas. Um, privacy concerns come up, believe it or not. Um, Actually, right now the White House is currently investigating how companies use AI to monitor their employees at work. Like that's a this week thing. Um we mentioned cybersecurity as well. Uh job displacement is hot and heavy. Um and at least it is in in a lot of circles, I'll say. Um, so I think those are some some drawbacks. Um, but ultimately with every drawback, I could name a benefit, right? So that's- You know, there's just certain things that people have to get used to. And I think with every closed door, there'll be a window of opportunity.
0: Yeah, it's it's never ending. So that kind of brings up the next question. How do you keep up with the latest technological advancements? I mean, it seems like each advancement takes a fair amount of effort, to understand and decide whether you should go with it. And by the time you make that decision, there's yet another advancement that you have to look into.
1: So I'll reiterate the importance of hiring experts or using companies like mine that do the research and development for the companies or with them. Um, Our company even offers a subscription option to be able to communicate or share this type of information. I think it's important that you subscribe to something, right, or some things. I'm subscribed to plenty of newsletters and websites and things of that nature to really stay abreast. I'm also given information from all of the 400-plus IT vendors that we're partnered with. Uh, So you can imagine my inbox is pretty full, but every email I get, it's an industry update, it's a white paper, it's an invite to you know, some type of webinar for more information, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So I I would throw that under continuous learning, but I'd also add continuous learning, right? So certifications and taking these opportunities to really get caught up in some cases or get ahead of in some other cases, right? So if you're a thinking person, maybe you're going to take a course on AI any day now, right, to get yourself caught up or ahead thinking, that maybe there's an opportunity you can create in your business that involves AI that isn't existing today. So I think there's just a lot of things that you can do to stay abreast um, of what's going on. But ultimately, you're really not going to have a choice. <laughs> I mean, as we're speaking right now, Google is officially committing to putting generative AI in search results. So literally, your Google is going to be... Uh, interfacing with AI pretty soon, maybe even this year. So at the end of the day, like I said, you, you really are doing yourself a disservice by not doing anything.
0: So are there particular resources that you would recommend to business owners so that they can keep up to date or uh, at least get some information?
1: Sure. I mean, our our website opportunities to serve or opp2s.com is a good source. Um, I'm signed up to things like um, softwareadvice.com. What's another good one? Um, I'll think of a couple other ones. Software advice pops up on my head because I just read uh, a white paper from them today. Um, There's another one called Neuro something but it's escaping me i think it's called the neuron actually um i'm also subscribed to a couple people's uh newsletters and blogs and things Uh of that nature or i'm like actively tracking people down (laughs) who are starting to accumulate blogs with um generally speaking newer types of opportunities for us to increase productivity and efficiency through some of these different plugins that are coming down the pike. So I say that to say I'm subscribed to many rather I know their name or not off the top of my head. It's that many, right? Because I am actively just trying to stay on top of certain categories. And I I think you could probably, if you wanted to just set up a Google alert. Right on certain areas of technology that you are interested in, and get those uh, pieces of information in your inbox. So there's a number of ways to do it. My preference is through subscribing to blogs uh, and newsletters, as mm-hmm. well as continuous learning.
0: Okay. Now you mentioned um, productivity. What what types of technology would be useful specifically for helping businesses with productivity?
1: Many of them. Um, It really depends on the type of business and what they're trying to get from it. But generally speaking, artificial intelligence is one of those things. Uh, Automation is another one of those things, rather. It's automation through some softwares or robotic process automation. Um, a number of different pieces could apply there. Um, if we're talking about just day-to-day management of businesses, we're talking CRMs and project management software. Um, it really just depends. Um, is there a particular um, way you could narrow down the question into maybe Okay, well, Let's case? just
0: take um, AI, for example. For um, sure. There's a lot of different AI tools out there. Uh, Probably ChatGPT is in the news the most. But are there any particular AI apps that you subscribe to?
1: Sure. So ChatGPT is certainly a favorite of mine. Um, I'm actually looking at one right now called Spell Page. And basically, it does your to-do list for you. Um, I have not dug around in that yet, but it's literally in my browser to check out. Um, there's another one called Music LM. I'm a music guy, but apparently you can turn words into music somehow. I, again, I have not dug into that yet. Um, but literally every single day, without exaggeration, I'm finding something um, coming down the pike that kind of makes me smile to, to investigate a little further. Um but there's tons of things. I mean, quite honestly, like every day you could be exploring some of these pieces. So for me, as I said, right now, ChatGPT is is something that I certainly use to kind of go back and forth with to be able to drill down on some things. Um, I do use it now to basically have a uh, easier way to search things. Um, if you can imagine, I mean, it, its its ability is pretty great. I mean, it's obviously going to get greater, um, but I enjoy it. And I enjoy kind of growing with it as it, it becomes more and more adopted.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, I think AI is, is amazing with its ability to increase productivity and save time. I use one myself called QuickWrite which is specifically for writers, uh, whether you are writing a book, writing a blog, writing an article, even putting together a presentation, putting together an email campaign, um, it's sales letters. You have a, a terrific ability to get what you're looking for done for you in a draft. And then it's so much quicker to simply put your own Tone and voice and style into what's been generated um, than to try to create something from scratch.
1: Definitely, and I—I I guess what some people who are more fearful of this type of technology don't realize, or maybe they realize it and just don't really want to, but the productivity area is is really what we're after right there there's so many ways to um, really assess people's capability right of of starting at a place and getting to an ending um, with AI it's from A to Z really quickly and it allows us to get on that type of bandwidth or that speed and I think it's it's just a really cool opportunity for people to be able to be less stuck right um and just bring out more creative opportunities um or just enable people to do things right i think many of us have run across so many people who are hindered or completely stopped in a lot of their objectives because of a lack of ability to maybe write something uh, i was on the call the other day and a woman was struggling uh to prepare a scope of work which was required for the opportunity. And Uh in years past, that would have meant she didn't apply for that opportunity. But today, using something like a Chad GPT, or potentially a solution like the ones you use, right, that person or those people now have an element of, you know, a step one and step two, to be able to get to before they actually um, take on those opportunities. So you know there's there's a lot of great applications and use cases that i think people recognize every day um mm. but i do think it it levels the playing field for a lot of people who may not have been on the playing field before
0: yeah i agree definitely however there are some ethical considerations especially when using uh, ai and other technology you want to share a little bit about what you see as some of the main ethical issues that businesses need to keep in mind?
1: Sure. Um, I guess overall businesses need to consider those implications and take steps to ensure that things are fair, transparent, responsible, and compliant, especially with the laws and regulations, right? Um, So think areas like privacy, uh, bias, which is huge, right? transparency responsibility governance i think those are maybe like the top areas Um, some people are really big on that transparency piece some people are bigger on the privacy piece i'm probably biggest on the bias piece right so you know it whatever one of those areas kind of hits you that's how as a business you really have to think right about your consumer Um, we do have to be somewhat responsible for the way that we're communicating, doing business and making transactions. Um, And again, that's where that transparency piece is so key, right? I think generally speaking, if you're allowing people to understand what you're doing and you're just doing those things, you'll be okay. But, you know, we run into other issues when things kind of go awry.
0: Right. And accuracy is another issue. Uh, when you're using AI for content uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it, it goes these engines go out to the web they pull <sighs> information you have no idea where it's coming from yeah and well, you don't know if it's truly verifiable
1: <laughs> well here's the thing there's a there's a couple ways to look at that so Chad GPT is pulling from a huge library of content right but it's not connected to the internet It has a limited knowledge of the world and the events, I think, like up until Mm -hmm. 2021-ish. Sometimes it can be factually wrong. It doesn't know if it's correct or incorrect, right? Um, Demonstrating bias in some situations, I think, is uh, (laughs) a a small way to, to put that. Um, but that's, a, I think, a huge piece, right? Especially if you're not a subject matter expert, being able to understand, especially if you're willing to put that information back out into the world, you know, what point of view you're communicating from is important. Um, there's a lot of things that just kind of go into that. Um, with the limitations, I do believe if you, really just understand the playing field, you can get the most out of it, right? So what is Chad GPT? Like the best way that I can tell people um, is really the better the question, the better the outcome. It would sound simple, but you really do have to consider this um, as a conversation. And you really need to be specific. And I think, you know, the more you practice, which I think is a key part of this is practice, um, the better you will find it in other plugins like it as an ally, right? And, and be less fearful and, and more accepting of the opportunities that it could provide.
0: Mm-hmm. With all of the, um, the readings that you do to keep up with technology, how do you see technology continuing to shape the workplace? In the coming years,
1: sure. So there's this quote by Kevin Kelly um, that was said in the inevitable, published in 2016. It says, "This is not a race against the machines. If we race against them, we lose. This is a race with the machines. You'll be paid in the future based on how well you work with robots. Ninety percent of your coworkers will be unseen machines." Right? This is (laughs) 2016. So I say that to say, how do I see technology continuing to shape? (laughs) I have no idea. I just know it will. Right? I think, you know, again, when I just said, you know, as recently as this week, Google is shifting to having AI uh, be a part of its search engine, it's also shifting towards AI. Building that into its workspace apps with Duet AI, uh, which is their version of Microsoft Copilot, And that'll be out by the end of the year. So that'll affect Gmail, uh, Meet, Docs, Sheets, Slides. They're all going to have AI elements. So Slides will have AI-generated artwork, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Docs will be able to give you help to write anything. Uh, Gmail will have full email responses with auto-drafting, included on mobile, right? So all of these things are going (laughs) to really be unavoidable. So how do you see technology continuing to shape the workplace? It really is day by day, (laughs) is the best thing I can tell you. Obviously, there's things like automation um, that we mentioned, artificial intelligence, including generative AI um but ultimately i just think we're just going to be um in for things that we haven't yet seen or experienced before right so when i said you know when the door closes a new opportunity opens that's kind of what i'm i'm thinking is going to happen as as companies especially small companies continue to try to compete in this arena, they're gonna have to figure out how to get the most out of these opportunities with technology. It it just has to be that way. So again, I just think the smarter companies are going to push the envelope, so to speak. They're going to be having those important conversations more than that. uh, They're gonna have a proactive approach to technological change You just have to at this point.
0: So if you don't have somebody on your staff who's um, able to keep up with what's happening with technology and you decide that you need to hire a firm like yours, give us a sense as to what um, what the dollar amount you need to budget for something like that.
1: Well, with us, nothing. You just budget your time. Uh, And honestly, we're going to get you off the phone in less than 20 minutes. Um, We'd have to be rediscovering the wheel to go further than that. But ultimately, you just have to be willing to um, take a look at your infrastructure with us. Again, we have multiple ways we can do that, right? There's a simple conversation. conversation with our engineers or architects. Um, You could use one of our interactive quick assessments on our website, which is just a smart form. For us, it's an end-to-end conversation with our engineers who will get right back to us with all of the relevant solutions and solution providers that match what you've entered on that form. So I say that to say, even to your question, the opportunities today may have vastly changed from what they were yesterday. So where we don't require an upfront payment, there's no barrier of entry. We can actually do the work more effectively and faster, right here we go with the technology, than what could have happened prior that would have required me to consider my hours and time when working with you and your company. It's no longer the case, we can make this happen Um, without that charge. Now, do we have charges? Sure. But in what we're talking about right now, no. We'll be able to get you in and out and understand how we can add value to your company fairly quickly. Um, And then we provide a concierge-like service throughout the process. So I say that to say the selection process is, is vastly different or can be it's up to the companies to really to do that due diligence, maybe sometimes even uh, require some of these insights to come from outside versus inside, right? Because you never know what you're actually dealing with internally. And sometimes a third party vendor just makes a lot of sense for many reasons. Um, but I say that to say, again, the way companies are making decisions or the way they can be is vastly different than what they used to be. And I liken it, or I liken my process to a vending machine selection. I'll make it just as easy for you to select a supplier for the best reasons as simply as if I put you in front of a vending machine on your hungriest day and asked you to pick your favorite snack. I mean, we'll make it that easy.
0: Wow, that sounds great. So if there were one thing that you wanted people to take away from what you've just been sharing with us, what would that one nugget be?
1: Be open to experimentation and risk taking, as well as being willing to learn from mistakes and pivot when necessary. Uh, With technology, it's really important, again, not to be fearful um, learn from your mishaps, because some of them are costly. However, understanding that every day that you're not making some of these decisions you could be costing people. And a lot of these things cost people their job. For instance, when I do a total cost of ownership analysis with the company sometimes, and it's for a particular product, let's just say in this case, um, Unified communications as a service. When we provide that analysis, very frequently these companies are overpaying 60, 70% by having a legacy uh, setup versus a cloud based setup. In today's landscape, in some of these estimates, this is about a couple hundred grand, right? So that means one or two people's jobs potentially. And this is just because that company hasn't switched to a scenario that actually costs less 98% of the time. <laughs> and <laughs> funny enough, frees up their internal IT team to be able to do more so that they're not paying double for their time. Like some of these things are no-brainers, but again, the path is is somewhat closed because. Maybe of a lack of information, um, you know, a smaller team, who knows what it could be, you know, A through Z. But my point there is somebody has to be willing to get their feet wet and keep them wet because again, if you're thinking about you are overspending by a couple hundred grand in just one segment of your IT spend, just think about what that looks like across the board. <laughs> Wow. right we're talking about real numbers and real opportunities here so if you can really program yourself to believe that many of these solutions actually are more cost effective and they're not replacing your people they're freeing them up then these conversations become a little more easy for people to have but they have to have a place to have those conversations right and and that's what we want to provide so again Experimentation, risk-taking, learn from mistakes, pivot when necessary.
0: Great. Thank you. Uh, Tyrone, I know that you have a gift for the people who are listening to this episode. You want to tell us a little bit about your book that you're offering to people?
1: Well, as a gift, uh, I did want to offer a copy uh, of my book, that I wrote back in 2016. It was during my transition from the mental health industry to the business industry. I I wanted it as more of a leave behind um, with some nuggets that I learned in my experience, but I also wanted to kind of of, shine some light on some things that I learned also in my path. And um, I actually wrote three books at the time that I wrote that one. But I broke it up into two. Well, I wrote one book that I broke up into three parts. I should say. So this is part one. Um, it's supposed to be a workbook um, that enables you to think about each topic um, from your own point of view, and I just kind of give you some general guideposts at the end of each chapter. So I, I often ask, like, what would you do? You know, how would you approach this? Well. You know, and it allows people, again, to put themselves in the place of whatever that chapter might have been about and really consider how that might have affected them uh, and their ability to move forward with some things. So, you know, it's, it's a personal development book and guide back in 2016. I believe that I figured out the path to unconditional happiness and I wrote it down. And um, this is one of the books, as I said, but the third book was intended to have all of the answers and literally create that avatar of what that person looks like in terms of characteristics and moral traits. So, uh, as I said, in 2016, this was, you know, my leave behind to the mental health industry and some of the people that really made an impact on me um and the book has inspired some people and i'm pretty proud that uh it could do that and maybe it'd be helpful for the next person
0: so how do we access that where do we go
1: i have a gift card um that i could send to someone or i could make the purchase if you're going to collect that lucky person's information it depends on your process but we can figure it out together okay
0: well um how about if um, listeners email you? Perfect. Um, Perfect. What would the email address be?
1: It's pretty long, but it's T-M-R-I-I-I at opportunities to serve.com. That's O-P-P-O-R-T-U-N-I-T-I-E-S, the number two, S-E-R-V-E.com.
0: Great. Well, Tyrone, thank you so much for your offer there and also for all the information that you provided to us. Really appreciate your expertise and for your time on being on our show today.
1: You're very welcome. Thank you for having me, Judy.